Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We're back. It's the Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. Fisher DeSablas, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Kreider. Gentlemen, we always cover football. We cover basketball. We have to, have to, have to tip our caps. All 130 caps I would have on my wall behind me if I wasn't in Florida right now. We have to tip all of our caps to the women's volleyball team going back-to-back national champions in volleyball. Unbelievably epic out of these ladies. They were the number two seed in their region, and they they went through a gauntlet. You know, they they took down Stanford in the Elite Eight. They beat Wisconsin in the Final Four, and they beat the top seed Nebraska in three straight sets to win it all. There were some horns downs being thrown. That was over. We absolutely, you know, they dominated the Nebraska Corn Huskies, the ladies. And Asia O'Neill, Jermaine O'Neill's daughter, she's the all-time school leader in blocks, and she was an all-20 team member. Ella Swindle, top freshman, all 20 team member. She was the Gatorade player of the year in volleyball in Mizzou, and she was fantastic. Um, I believe she was our setter. Uh, Toss, you played volleyball, so you can correct me on my on my lingo if I'm if I'm incorrect. Ella's uh, our Ella's our setter. Yeah. Yes. Okay, nice. There yeah. we go. I, I I'm not a vo- I'm a beach volleyball player, but Toss is our resident volleyball expert. And Madison Skinner, she was a tran this is really interesting. Madison Skinner is a transfer from Kentucky. She beat Texas in the national championship in 2020 when she was a member of the lady wildcats now she comes over to the lady horns and she wins the national championship for her third national championship she was on the team last year she's got pulled she's an AD like, Mitchell. yeah exactly she pulled an ad mitchell fingers crossed um and she was also all tourney so they really put together an absolutely amazing performance and it just it sets the tone for our university the football is such a focal point of our show it's such a focal point of uh, of the school but we talk about it a lot, honestly, on and off you know, the mic. There are so many other sports that are so dominant. Our swimming and diving team for you know, decade plus has been amazing, right? The women's volleyball team, even you know, when they're not winning, they're in it. Like I mentioned, they lost to Kentucky in, in the finals. They're always in the mix. It's such a great program. Um, our baseball team has been solid. Our basketball team is back to fruition. So not only is the football team back and rolling, we have so many other great programs and student athletes on campus. Um, and the women's volleyball team is probably tops out of all of them. Not to, you know, pick our favorite children, but they really are. <laughs> they really are kicking ass, man. And yeah. it, it, it is such, such a good tone for our university. Yeah. hundred percent. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, Winning is contagious, and when it rains, it pours. We say it all the time, uh, and we've been waiting for a long time for you know the the other two big sports to follow suit in in the, the footsteps of volleyball and of course women's soccer and track and field and golf. You know where we're so mm-hmm. dominant all the time, um, and we're on the doorstep right now of uh, you know punching our ticket to a championship game. Um, so super excited for the women and, and to, to see what they're able to do and to kind of give our boys momentum as well to go out and, and win this natty. Um, but yeah, super exciting right now. Time it's, it's good. Good to be a longhorn. Um, as we're recording this news just broke 
we landed another one transfer portal andrew makuba coming to texas baby yep wow the safety from, the safety from clemson right yep. yeah wow yeah. And he's from Austin originally. He went to LBJ. Um, you know, obviously it's someone that we lost in our own backyard uh, a couple years ago, but he's coming in with some eligibility and he's going to rep the burn orange, switching over the orange and, and going to play at home and, and hopefully anchor down this defense. We talk about how this secondary is uh, young and, you know, needs to mature a little bit, you know, with Brooks on the outside and Muhammad, we're big fans of those guys. Uh, Derek Williams back there as well. You got Michael Taft, but you know, I really think that we're looking for some true veteran leadership to really get this secondary uh, in tip-top shape when we head into the SEC. Couldn't Beautiful guy. Yeah, I couldn't think of a better guy. I couldn't think of a better call. Thank you for announcing that. That's amazing. And it's no, it's just it's interesting because the just tying the volleyball with the football here. John Cook, the Nebraska volleyball coach, in his post game um, was highly critical of the fact that you know, Skinner was someone who had transferred to our program and that we had a lot of upperclassmen, especially upperclassmen who had transferred. Um, and they had a young team in Nebraska, very talented. They were the number one team in the regular season, but we, we absolutely routed them. Um, in that second yeah. and third game, you know, we beat them 25 to 14 and 25 to 11. And if, if you're not a volleyball fan or you're not, you don't know volleyball, that's like winning in an NBA game by 30 plus points basically is the best way. Really? Yes. They dominated. Um, that's either if you're doubling the amount of points that they have, it's like, it's an incredibly impressive feat. They also went on an 11 point run in the first game, um, which is a tremendous yeah. feat as well. And so it just goes to show what we want to build as a winning culture of Texas sports here on the football side. It's bringing in those transfers who are talented, who can get on the field in football. I'm talking about now right off the bat, but also growing the guys that you recruit and, and keeping them on the 40 acres. And so I think, you know, four of our six starters on that volleyball team were recruited uh, and have been with the university and two of those starters were transfers. Right. Mm. And we're doing the same thing. It's a combination and we're, we're playing the game, how it's supposed to be played in the current moment. And those transfers can really make a difference for a program. And um, you know, certainly we're, we're losing, you know, you mentioned Taff, right? Nick, like he'll be gone next year. So we're going to have to replace him and we're going to have to bring more veteran leadership in on the defensive backfield. And so this Makuba, uh, get is really, it's huge. It's huge for us. Yeah. And then we also, we hadn't mentioned on our show, but Nick, a wide receiver last week that, that, uh, committed to us as well. Yeah. Uh, Makuba is the number one rated safety in the portal, by the way. So it's huge mm -hmm. that when you're going out and getting the top guy at your position, um, and someone who's going to start right away. Um, but yeah, Matthew Golden out of Houston, uh, receiver that a lot of people are drawing comparisons to Xavier Worthy can be a guy that really just slots in and, and takes over the same kind of role that Xavier had as a kick returner um, and as a, a speedster on, on the outside. He had two touchdowns against us this year against in, in the Houston game against us. Um, mm -hmm. So it's nice that, you know, uh, he, he had some success against us. And I think it's kind of one of those situations where you perform against our guys we want to have you on our team. Um, yep. So super excited to see what he can do. I think he was the number uh, three wide receiver in the uh, – or number two, depending on who you look at it, number two, number three ranked wide receiver in the portal. Um, so super exciting that we went out and got him. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, you want to be able to replace the speed that you lost, that you're going to lose with Xavier Worthy. And honestly, we, we, we see it all the time. I mean, when a guy has a tandem, you know, out there on the edge with Jontae Cook when he, when he steps up, it's going to be a lot of fun to see these guys, you know, have success with each other when 
you know, corners decide to to go over and, and, and cover the other guy and then you leave the other guy open and then you beat him deep. So excited to see the the speed on each side of the ball. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you bring up Matthew Golden, not only in the receiving game, but the return, return game as well. Game. And that's we got to replace an all an all conference return man in Xavier Worthy. And that's what he was. He was an all he was an all big 12 first team, you know, returner. Two so, touchdowns this year. Returning. Yeah. So like that's all it's special teams with Toss's guy. I mean, I guess everybody's guy, Big Bert, you know, Bert the leg. He was great. And we, we were always, you know, putting out punters. Like we had a really strong special teams year, and we need to keep that momentum going in the SEC where you can't afford to make any mistakes in any phase of the ball. So getting a guy who's experienced in the return game and, and a strong receiver and golden was another massive get for Sark. Um, I also want to throw out Simmons, Colin Simmons and Alex January. They play on Duncanville. They won six, a title uh, this season. Big I time. Mean, big time. S- Simmons is, you know, he, I feel like he's one of those guys like Anthony Hill, who is just truthfully going to be as advertised, but his running mate, you know, I looked. I did a big, a deeper dive into a guy like Alex January, who's not a four-star guy. He's not a five-star guy. He's a three-star guy, but he's a defensive lineman. He's six-four. Well, he's depends in high school. I, I've been seeing four-star rankings on him. Yeah, I, I, I'm not even looking at the stars. I'm looking at the height. I'm looking at the weight. That boy is six-four, three twenty-five. That is an absolute moose in the middle. And you know what? He it and it's three star, two star, one star. We're developing guys now. It's a completely different program where we're not just trying to itch that you know star that star. We're not we're not star hunting, right? We're not trying to get the five star guys like you. The, the reports from A and M, like little brother, was like Jimbo Fisher only cared about the ratings and the stars. He didn't care about any of the intangibles, any of the potential off the field issues these kids had. He was just going after five stars who so his class looked the best. Doesn't matter for us anymore. Ford, three-star guy. Burke, three-star guy. We're developing dudes. It's yeah. a completely different program. I mean, you look at what Tavondre Sweat looked like when he joined our, our team as a as a young freshman. And, uh, man, it looks like someone completely ate that person and uh, has rebirthed a new, a new man in Tavondre. Yeah, um, but turned him into protein. Exactly. Like protein. Straight protein, baby. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's awesome that we're able to be in the mix for these guys now, and it's fun to to see what we're able to turn out. Uh, hopefully we get another big transfer portal commit here pretty soon and Trey Moore. I mean, I think people are, are locking him in to, to come to Texas. He's the number three edge in the portal. Um, number 13 overall player on, on three rankings and coming from UTSA. Uh, it, it's nice to see a guy that is kind of in your backyard already from, from spring branch, Texas and come over and, and have two years of eligibility to play at Texas. I mean, he'll slot in nicely with the, some of the guys that we're losing as well. Yeah, I, I think, we got Xavier Phil I think we got the flip. Florida. Florida. I think we just you raised your arms just now. That's why I just sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to jump you while you were talking and distract you. But yes, that is why I raised. So not my arms. so not a transfer. He's a flip on the recruiting side out of out of. Uh, that's what I'm. That's what someone. Yeah, yeah. I, I we got Austin just tweeted tweeted it. He goes, "Breaking news: Elite 2024 safety Xavier Phil tells me he's flipped from Florida to Texas." Wow, it's from McKinney, Texas. So that's your own backyard again. I mean, can't lose guys like that to Florida. But hey, talking about this secondary right here this is a perfect addition right here. Five star safety, you know, one of the top guys in the class for himself, and that's just a huge commit for us. And why wouldn't Why wouldn't you come here? The thing, if the thing about the freshman is this: having a day. Yeah, we're having a great day. Muhammad plays as a freshman. Anthony Hill, especially on the defensive side of the football. Anthony Hill plays as a freshman. I know we said that Jonte Cook really didn't get his run this year at the receiver position, but Xavier Worthy played as a freshman. 
like if you're good, like you're going to like CJ Baxter played as a freshman, you're going to get your run. Best player plays in our system. Yep. So if Xavier, if Xavier Filson is, is what he's supposed to be and he, and he is a true five-star player, he's going to get some run at the safety spot. And we know how he rotate our defensive backs, Texas. Like he yep. is going to get his opportunity to play and he's going to play in big games. And ultimately, like, I, I think he wanted to play for Florida. I think he was one of those guys that was vocal, but once people started to leave, like, you can't be the only one. You can't be like one of two dudes trying to resuscitate a program, especially with the way of the world right now. Where like NIL, you know, the way the culture is at Florida, they're not winning anything, and they're not going to probably win anything anytime soon. Like they don't really have a promising future. They're not a top seven team in the SEC with us in Oklahoma coming. So Florida's on the down. Texas is on the up. He's a kid that's in our you know in our backyard. It makes perfect sense for him to come home. And we're just adding piece after piece. And all of a sudden, like three years ago, our defense is like, oh, maybe this guy could pop off or that guy could pop off. Our defense is like a juggernaut this year, and it's looking to be a juggernaut for the years to come. It's a yeah. complete – it's like an S, It's like a real SEC team, a team that can actually be an SEC program. I mean, at the end of the day, look, we're in the college football playoff with an SEC team as, as an SEC team now. Um <laughs> And you don't want to just make your way in and then make your way out. And then that's that. Let the dust Mm -hmm. settle, right? Like we want to ride this high. We want to ride this momentum and heading into the conference where, you know, there's going to be a big target on our back where teams are going to want to prove that, that, you know, what we played in was, was inferior to what they play in. And so, uh, you know, I think you have to literally just, I mean, it's such a cliche term, but all gas, no brakes. You just have to keep your foot on the pedal. You know, I think it's, it's, it was very reminiscent of, how our seasons have gone in years past where, you know, we, we get uh, complacent in our, on our play, right. Where we, we lose a lead or, or we, we give up a game, you know, and we kind of take the foot off the gas pedal. And this year, I think it's been quite the opposite. I think we've continued to put our, our foot on the pedal despite a couple of close games, but regardless, I mean, it's the same way in recruiting. You want to look at this, the same mentality is like, the best player plays so you get as many good players as possible. And if they don't want to be here, then they can transfer or whatever. But ultimately we know that we have the right guys playing at each position. And I think it's awesome that we literally got two safeties today in the matter of an hour. We got, we got Phyllis, Phyllis May that we just mentioned and we got Makuba. One of them is a little bit older. One of them is a little bit younger. So maybe they can learn from each other. You know, I mean, I think that's an awesome uh, program and an awesome culture that we're building. And look, I would not take us out of the mix either for, some of these other big fish. I know that Ole Miss looks like they're yeah. gonna lock up Walter Nolan here, but you know, guys flip all the time. You take one good visit here, you meet one guy, and like, you know, your your entire perspective changes. I mean, I know a lot of this is motivated by NIL money, but look, I think we're in the mix for literally anyone. Yeah, I, objectively, uh, you know, as like a f- college football fan, it'd be swag if Ole Miss was like back back. I mean, and I think they, they've crushed th- this transfer portal. They've crushed it. They've murdered the transfer portal. But you know what? Like, I think they're in a way different place than Florida. Like, that's a team that's on the cusp. It's like the difference. They're like the Penn State almost of the SEC. Like, every year there's a there's a chance they could knock off Bama and Georgia, and they just never get over the hump. Like, those are their two losses this year. And they couldn't really put it together offensively as well as we thought. Like, with Judkins took a step back. Jackson Dart is a guy we all think can make that jump, and he just hasn't yet. But yep. Lane Kiffin is a guru, and he's brought these guys in. He brought Juice Wells from South Carolina. He brought in the edge from Florida. And he he's really throwing together a dominant performance. And, you know, I think people are like, all right, 12-team playoff? Ole Miss can make that, should make that. 
And if Ole Miss gets to the playoffs at the party at the Grove, like you, that's what you want to be a part of in college football. And that's where we're building an all like you want to be a you want to bring a champion. You want to light that tower orange. Like that's sick. You want to bring a party to Austin, Texas, man. Like that's what you can do if you win the national championship. You could you can make it rain in Austin. Oh yeah. 100 percent yeah. I think it it also helps that you know what whatever your thoughts and opinions are on a guy like Lane Kiffin, if you're a football fan, if you're a college football fan, you probably have multiple thoughts. Um, <laughs> but the guys like playing for him. They really do. Um, and I think, you know, Sark is a he's a different type of guy than Lane, just from a comp just a composure standpoint, how he approaches things. But I think I at least could imagine myself being an 18-year-old and winding back the clock and, and being a, a really, really high talented football player and wanting to play for either one of those guys. And, and not to mention, then you get into talking about the Texas Longhorns and some of our position coaches, right? And we all know how we feel about PK and, and how we feel about Coach Choice and Coach Flood and and the whole rest of those guys, right? And Bo and Davis. Bo Davis and in and of themselves, they're guys that you want to go play for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's again kind of circling back to we were talking about the the women's volleyball and the and and just the criticisms from the Nebraska coach. It's like you can you can really do damage in the portal. It can't, it's not the first step, right? But when you have everything else in place and you have that foundation it can make things look really, really good, really, really fast. And it, you know, it's hard pressed not to go into next season and say that Texas and uh, Ole Miss aren't, you know, two of the three, four best teams in the sec because Georgia, you know, they'll bring back Beck, right. And they'll be up at the top, but they lose a lot of players. They're going to lose a lot on the offensive side with Bowers. Sure. And then, and Alabama obviously will keep Milrow, um, but Burton will be gone. There'll be some other guys on that team that are gone as well. Um, of course, on the defensive side with Kool-Aid and, and Dallas Turner. So, um, you know, they'll have to replace guys too, just like we will. Um, yeah. You know, we're, we're defensive line. Uh, we're mentioning the secondary, but it, we're already doing really good, a really good job of um, kind of just, just bringing in some of that depth and talent and position groups that could have been weaknesses if you had looked at the Longhorns going into the 2024 season three weeks ago, right? We're talking about the wide receiver position. I mean, we have Kane who's, who's transferring out, right? We have Nayer who's transferring out, but just the fact that now I can go into next season as a Longhorn fan. And somebody talks about the team and say, we've got Wingo, right? We've got, we've got John Tay cook. And, uh, and, and what, what's the guy from Houston? What's his last name's name? I think golden and golden, right? So those are three guys that I believe can be contributors. Um, and we've got, we've got Gunner, you know, who's going to be our tight end. Ryan Niblett last year too. So I I feel like, you know, there's still guys out there that, uh, DeAndre Moore jr. I mean, I think we've got some depth and watch and during the spring, we're going to see some guys get in the mix that we didn't really, you know, think about. I mean, we're losing wit, we're losing out of dimensional and we're losing Xavier worthy. Someone's gonna have to step up. Let me put this to you guys though. Like, yes, our, our passing attack is ferocious. When push came to shove, what was our bread and butter on offense this year? It was the engine that made things go was our run game. And if we get a healthy Jonathan Brooks back, if we get CJ Baxter with another year of seasoning and another offseason, and that's our one-two punch going into the SEC. And keep in mind, we bring back Campbell. We bring back our left tackle, who's going to be a top-ten pick in Mr. Banks. This team is dangerous. We also we also brought in Brandon, Brandon Baker, offensive tackle from California. He's coming into the mix and he's gonna work his way in, hopefully. Like yep. we recruited well on the offensive line. Like I I we're gonna I just love that we're not complacent though, right? You're you're absolutely oh. right, Josh. Like I, but I love that it doesn't mean that we're giving up on our wide receiver core, right? It doesn't mean no, that we're no, saying, no. oh, Good next balance. year we, Yeah, yeah, that's what we want. 
What That's what make man. our QB's job a lot easier. Always. Yep. Hundred percent. Sorry, just tweeted on a heater fire emoji. Horns up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, damn like, right, sorry. Good, good. That, but that's a, damn right on that, a massive heater. But that's like what Lane Kiffin's like. That's what <laughs> that's what Lane Kiffin's like. He's like, look, you ha- you have to play the game, right? You either ride the wave or you get swept up by it. And you know these kids like the, these kids like Hayes Fawcett because Hayes Fawcett makes cool graphics and he makes it look dope. They love the swag. And like we all made fun of Brian Kelly when he got into that video the other year. And like, it was weird and awkward. But I will give I will tip my cap to him. He's trying and making the effort and trying to like play the game. And what you I will play say the game about, a little bit. About young kids, you know, who are 17, 18 years old, is they're young and awkward, you know? So yeah, it's okay. So uh, I I get it though. I mean, at the end of the day, like these kids, they 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 are finally becoming men. They're getting all this love, all this hype. There's NIL money getting thrown around. There's, you know, all these cool graphics, promo videos and stuff. You know, they're, they're used to being high school pep rallies. And now it's like, you know, I, I could be thrown right in the mix of, of an SEC championship battle, you know, on, on SEC network and get all these scouts at all my games. And I get all this swag, you know, coming in and out. I mean, you're just, you're, you're giving them, you know, the keys to the kingdom a little bit here. So it's really dope to just to see what we're able to do here. And Sark is really taking the Texas culture into consideration and using that as his recruiting tactic, which I love. Um, we're building a culture here and it's awesome. And I, and I love that we're able to flip recruits in conference now. Cause that, cause mm. Xavier Phyllis may was, is a, it was a, a Florida recruit. Yeah. And so yeah. He, he flipped from, from Florida, a fellow sec team now to Texas. And, you know, I hope we can do the same thing with some of A&M's guys. And I hope we can continue to do some of that stuff with, with OU's guys. So, um exciting exciting stuff but you know let's let's keep it rolling i mean we got some more news to talk about tomorrow and and the next day the next day and we're really happy to uh to be a part of this new network now too yeah we gotta give a shout out we are part of texas unfiltered now joining up with our boy bk brad kellner big young a legend but also a young legend at the the same time a homie from school great voice and we're great to it's a big honor to be a part of what he's got building over here uh us and Quan are real pumped we have a special guest for you guys this week so get excited about that it's going to be really cool we're not revealing who it is but you'll know you'll you'll recognize him um it's gonna be really fun man you know exactly that's like the maybe the most beautiful thing like it'd be really, it'd be one thing if like we had a really good season, we lost a couple of games, and we were getting these recruits, and we're like, all right, next year when we get to the SEC, we're gonna be playing some ball. It's like no, like yeah, the recruits are sick, but that's like, that's like not even the big story, not even close. The biggest story is yet to come, like, and and, and that's in a couple of weeks. So this momentum, this hype, this the foot on the gas, Sark recruiting his ass off still, despite having a game plan. And I believe they just started practicing. They're back yep. to practice today right for for the sugar bowl and we'll get into some more sugar bowl coverage this week breaking down some more positions like nick and i broke down last week with uh with our dbs and their wide receivers and we'll continue to you know get a deeper dive going with all that good stuff but it's really awesome to see that we are not we're not stopping we're 24 7 and we understand that this sport is 24 7 with recruiting like it never sleeps and so it's good to see that our program is making the positive headlines that you know unfortunately it's for a team like florida a negative headline today and it's yep. good to see that that's not yeah. us christmas coming early here in texas though we love it a little right. snow baby and, and uh, yeah, i would even focus. say like yeah i just that's why not only is it important to recruit to be active there like coach shark has been um but also to win right and to keep winning yeah because 
that's part of the reason why he's making this decision not to go to Florida and go to the University of Texas. And you best believe if we go to the SEC and we're not producing, there are a lot of other schools and tape and coaches that the, that those players that are on the Longhorns will be meeting every single week that can look appealing, right? Mm-hmm. But winning cures all, as we know. Yep. And the more we keep winning, the more they want to come to the 40 acres, the more they want to don the burn orange and and play for SEC championships with the Texas Longhorns and play for college football playoff berths with the Texas Longhorns. Um, so you're right. It's all gas, no breaks. And, I uh, did yeah, want to. I did. Sorry, I, I we're so so much football recruiting. I did want to talk a little hoops. Yeah. Uh, I know. I know. I told you, asked you to close this out, but I no, totally no. I forgot. before yeah. before we talk hoops, um, just for anyone watching, listening out there, um, you know, we are we are proud sponsors uh, and and voices of BetOnline.ag. So go to BetOnline.ag. Use our promo code Believe. That's B L E A V. They will match your first deposit if you want to put a futures bet on the Longhorn Hoops team to win the national championship. I'm not there yet, but the more and more I watch our guys play, Dylan DeSue back in the lineup, I get a little bit more excited about what we can do in March. And and Josh, I'll let you kind of take it from there, buddy. Changes absolutely everything for our team. First of all, here's the deal. If you bring in five transfers on the football side of things, let's say you bring two on offense, three on defense. There's 11 guys on either side of the football. And there's a lot of subs. So working those guys in, getting them acclimated to your culture is completely different than basketball. Basketball, think of all the transfers we have. We have Shedrick. He's coming in. He's brand new. He's getting valuable minutes. We have Acemas, who is a tournament darling, but he's still new to playing teams like this day in and day out. He's a transfer. Weaver, Onyema's a transfer, and Horton's a transfer. We have five transfers in our rotation, two of them starters. All right. And we had Dylan D'Souza, our best player. He just is right. So we don't have him cooking either. So we had to deal with that at the beginning of the season. And we played some tough games here and there. And, you know, you're going to take your lumps. Like, look, UConn's a juggernaut. And that's the, that's just the long and short of it. And we played losses are our top 10 teams. Exactly. So I think people were in panic mode. Here's what I'll say about RT. RT is, we have to give him time. It's his first full season as our head coach. Yes, he took over last year, but it's his first full season as our head coach. He's recruited his ass off. He's got three top 50 recruits. Obviously, Trey Johnson's a top 10 recruit. So that's coming in next year. He's clearly got he's got a got a good, a good foothold on, on a high school, despite losing out on Ron Holland. Everyone was ready to knock him off for Ron losing Ron Holland. Guess what? Unfortunately for Ron Holland, and we always root for players, that's looking like a bad decision. He probably would have maybe benefited to come into Texas, right? He's not playing well in the G League. His stock is dropping. Dylan Mitchell this year is a completely different player. He's second in the he's second in the Big 12 in rebounding. It's not like he's a seven-footer. He's aggressive. He's playing strong defense. I would love it if he developed a three-point shot or really was a serious threat in offense. He's just not that guy right now. But his energy is really helping the team combine with Brock Cunningham for our forwards, and that's a really good starting lineup in our forwards. And you have DeSue back and DeSue 9 of 9 from the line. It completely opens up the game for Ace Miss who's not, it's not all on his shoulders to rip threes, try to facilitate. He's able to actually be a point guard, opens up the court. It creates, it, it creates more parity in our offense. And having a guy like DeSue, who in the second half and into the 20 last year, was reborn and was the guy we actually recruited him from when he was a transfer from Vandy to B, you know, and to see him come back in his first game and drop 17 points and again go you know, nine of nine from the stripe, like that's exactly in, what this in team- In 20, 20 minutes? 
It's exactly what this team needed. And we put up 96 points against LSU. And was LSU a top 15 team, top 25 team? No. But they are a full-blown D1 SEC team with good players on it. One of their guys dropped 33 points. So yeah, Jordan, Wright's, yeah, Jordan Wright's a good player on their team. Yeah, yeah sure. Jordan Wright, thank you. He, he They are a legit team. So for us to go in and do that and put up that much points, like I would love it if our defense shored up a little bit, but it's going to happen in, in college basketball in a barn burner like that. We pretty much had a handle on that game the entire time. So I was really proud of our team, really proud of our boys. We have three really cupcake games coming up, and then we hit, we hit the Big 12. And the Big 12 is no joke this year. As it is again, we always say it's the best basketball conference in, in all of college basketball. But the first three games, at least, we have like it doesn't really get. We don't really see a great player until we get to UCF and see Sellers, who's you know one of the top scorers in the nation. As it stands, um, there's four top te- top ten teams in the Big 12 right now. I mean, dude, OU's undefeated. Kansas is a Kansas is just be as we knew going into it is a juggernaut. And Houston. Baylor, and yeah, he, I'm he, I want he, I want to see Houston play some, but I mean. I'm not going to doubt them. I want to see them play somebody, you know, like of serious stature. But Baylor Walter is, you know, a, a really top tier freshman. LJ Cryer, ironically, from Baylor to Houston, he's shooting the lights out the place for the Houston Cougars. So yeah, and again, like you know, BYU has Jackson Robertson. Like he's that that guy is one of the top three point shooting guards in the nation. So they're no slouch either. It's a really and and OU, like I said, Oway is been a phenomenal guard for OU and he's really leading the leading that team and he's leading the charge over there. So it's going to be a fun big 12 gauntlet. It fortunately, unfortunately, depending on how you want to look at it, we don't see everybody multiple times. I believe we only play Kansas once because of the added teams to the big 12, we can't play every team twice. So I I believe you just play twice though. Cool. All right. I'd rather play Houston twice than Kansas twice, to be honest. And we play, we play and we play Oklahoma twice and Baylor twice and Baylor twice. Yeah. Okay. So, but I'd rather play them twice again than Kansas twice. The Kansas, I believe, is probably. I think you, them, and UConn are the two best teams in the nation. Ultimately, I would say. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of college basketball left to be played. Uh, to me, I mean, I, we played one of we played one of the best teams in the nation that handed us our more drastic loss than UConn did. Marquette is a really good basketball team. And oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, they have my favorite guard in the NCAA. Tyler Kulik is is phenomenal. The shocker revenge game. Yeah, Chubby. Yeah. I mean, what shock? Look, Shaka just he just loves those those Northeast mid mid major teams. Like he just knows exactly what the recipe is to make those teams successful. But yeah, I mean, Josh, one name you didn't mention who I'm excited. He had almost a twenty point game last night. But Tyrese Hunter, right? Who oh, was re- sorry. Was really yeah. really hot uh, in the Big Twelve tournament last year when we played and played tremendous basketball for us during our, our elite eight run and we'll need to be one of our best point scorers and three point shooters on this team to make max has been our best player in my opinion up until now. And he's been asked to do the most. And I want to see Tyrese kind of regrip the reins a little bit. And I almost want it to be a competition between the two guys. Um, but, but last night, you know, when you get 39 points from both of your starting guards combined, um, that's great in college basketball. It's, it's hard not to ask for more. Um, but the being back and those transfers really finding their footing and, and knowing what the rotation is and knowing who does what on this team. Um, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna make all the world's difference, but Dylan Mitchell, excellent decision to stay. You're right. Excellent. You're not, he's not a tremendous offensive basketball player, but I can tell you what, I, I absolutely know that he was working on his game because he is a better offensive player and a more confident offensive player Made with the, the right ball decisions. in his hands 
on offense this year in comparison to last year. It's not just rim running. It's not just fast break dunks and layups. It's not just offensive putbacks like it was last year. He has added and developed, and that's what happens when you stay. He can still throw down with the best of them too. Yeah, he's a great windmill that he had was sick. He's a ridiculous yeah. athlete. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was I was remiss in mentioning Hunter. Having a guy like Daniel close out with this, having a guy like Desuge, really, I want to emphasize it opens up the court. So it allows our team to, you know, to really shoot the three ball. We want to shoot threes, fine. But having a guy like Desu, and no, no offense to Shedrick, who's a fine basketball player, but if Desu's in the middle of the paint and he's in the inside, you have to respect him. He's a guy you have to respect because he gets the ball, he's either going to score or he's going to get to the line. And we saw it last night how good he is from the line. Yep. He's a guy you have to respect his offensive game, and that opens up the rest of the team from the behind the arc. And we saw it last night. We shot, we shut the lights out the place. One more piece of recruiting news before we leave. Please. Imari Winston. He's a tight end, four star out of Calhoun, Georgia, making his decision today at 5 p.m. Eastern. It's between us, Ohio State, and UCF. And we're the crystal ball favorite right now. So let's hope we add another tight end. I mean, as, as we know, Jachavian Sanders was such a huge addition to our offense this year. And if we can continue to turn out guys, you know, who can who can pass ball or we can run block and catch passes, um, it would be huge for this program. Look, man. Absolutely. I can tell you why, Texas. How about you tell me why not? If you could tell me a couple of good reasons why you shouldn't come here, easy. And easy we, money hey, sniper. We keep, we keep moving up that board. 247 now has us as the number five recruiting class in 2024. Oh, Last week, we were number six. We're moving on up. Oh, we might be number four by the end of the day. Move Could on be. up. Could be number four. All right, guys. Horns up. We'll see you guys next time. Shout out to Texas Sports Unfiltered. We're pumped to be with you guys going forward. Welcome. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.